Welcome to the Cackalack Panthers Chat Podcast, post-draft edition. We hope you've been able to check out the podcast before now, but if you haven't, make sure you subscribe to Cackalack Panthers Chat on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. It's free. What do you have to lose? Also, make sure you are following us on Twitter at Chat. Before we get too far into this post-draft podcast, let me introduce the host. My name is Adam. I also have here with me BK, Wilstradamus, and Mel. Y'all ready to get into this post-draft podcast? Let's do it. It's ready. Well, hold on. Before we get into it, we have to give our disclaimer. Folks, we are the unofficial Panthers podcast. The statements made on this show do not necessarily represent the opinions of those individuals making them. Opinions may change on the fly or after conscious deliberation or for no reason whatsoever. And finally, as Mel likes to remind us, we are grossly unqualified to give our opinions on professional football players, but we in no way let that stop us or even give us pause. BK, who is today's sponsor? Thanks, Adam. Today's special draft edition podcast is brought to you by the Girlfriends of the Draft. Forever never seems so short. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. The biggest storyline going into this post-draft podcast is what we did at number six. Will, do you want to give us your thoughts? Yeah, I I think, number one, my mom properly hedged all of her bets with that one. Um, She came the closest to predicting it out of all of us, though. That's true. I'm I'm not sure what she ever did quite predict, but I think Tackle was in there somewhere. She did predict that Icky and Neil would be available to us. I said either one of them would be. Right. Okay. I don't don't remember it being that precise. I I did. I said either... I, I thought it sounded a lot more like if this then that. No, yeah. if, no, if, no, if that, then no, this. no. I said it, I said I think, but one of the two, either Aquanu or Neil, would still be there. I thought it would be Neil that would still be left, and so that's who we would take. I, I didn't know which one it would be, but I never thought both of them would still be left. I would. I need to go back and listen to, to, to be, be doubly to, sure. To be fair, her her tweet did indicate one or the other would still be there, and that she thought it would be Neil. But I think she was the closest of all of us. Definitely, I agree. Uh, so, I mean, go ahead, any, Will. anyone who thought Malik was going at six is obviously an idiot in hindsight. So, <laughs> um, Spice, that was for you. I, I think, to be fair, Wilstradamus <laughs> may have predicted that at the end of last episode. So, I, I guess that's why part of our disclaimer is that we're completely unqualified to give our <laughs> <laughs> opinions on football players, professional or you know. Collegiate. Well, to to be fair on that point, I don't think anyone had Malik going in the third round. No. Um, no. Nor do I think that anyone had only one quarterback going in the first or second round. Yeah. Wasn't it just yeah. Pickett? It was only Pickett yeah. just in Pickett. the first yeah. and then no one in the, in the second. second. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then it went Ritter. Then it went Willis. Corral. Then it went Corral. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So anyway, uh, yeah, surprise there. I'm a little hurt. Yeah, we could tell. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I was quiet on the tweets. (laughs) (laughs) I was quiet on the text. (laughs) So, Will, what do you think about six? I I love the pick. I could not be happier with uh, Ekim and and just the interview that he gave as soon as we – 
drafted him and he walked across the stage. I thought he came across really well. You know, all he was talking about was community, and uh, I, I appreciate that. I, I think, uh, from from what I understand, he is a better run blocker than a pass blocker. Um, and I, I'm still not on board with the Panthers' philosophy of being a run-first team because I don't think that that is the way to win in today's NFL. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I think it was a really solid pick. Obviously, none of the quarterbacks deserve to go that high. So, I, I mean, I, I the way things fell were, were perfect. Um, I think I, I think Fitter did a, did a great job of just – stand where he was evaluating all his options and then picking the the best player for our team i'm, I'm excited about it i just like to hear you excited <laughs> this is so exciting eeyore yeah I, I was i was a little bit worried because i knew coming into the podcast today i wouldn't be able to eeyore my way through it so the dynamic might be a little bit different i'm good with that yeah no it's all good okay we'll move you up to piglet status <laughs> Mel, what you think about number six? No, no, no. Tigger status, even. Yeah, Ooh. Tigger would be hey. a step up from that. Um, I love the pick as well. That's who I wanted all along, although I will admit to getting carried away with the Malik hype because I really do like Malik, what, he, what I have seen of him as a person, and I thought he'd be a great locker room presence and he'd be another exciting quarterback a la Cam Newton. Um, but – Icky was the one I wanted all along. That's who I first went. That's who I first went with. And my first thought, and I'd heard so many good things about him. And they love him at NC State. And I think he's going to be great for the locker room as well. I think he's going to bring bring up the morale. I think he's he's going to have a, a big impact right away. Yeah, you know, I was I was shocked as the first couple picks went along. Yeah, that we had options that fit our needs. And, you know, initially I thought we were going to trade back, but I thought it was going to be because what we would pick wasn't necessarily going to be in line with our needs. And so, you know, when it came to number six and we had some choices, I was, I was happily surprised that we had the options that we had. And I think it's a good pick. I love that he is a Charlotte young man i love that he's a panther fan the Mm -hmm. fact that he was in the stands the you know to watch the panthers last time we went to the super bowl you know that that means something it does the fact that you know he this is a team he has supported before he was a part of that team um you know you think about professional sports i mean how often do you know that you know the players you're cheering for cheered for the same team and that doesn't happen a lot you know doesn't professional sports it's just sometimes it's the luck of the draw sometimes when you're a free agent you maybe have some choice in where you get to play but the fact that we have a young man who's going to be playing for a team that he pulled for I think is really cool that is cool and I think it adds another a whole other level there you know of excitement and and determination and I think in my opinion I feel like if we had picked one I don't know that we had picked anybody differently I think that's who we would have picked yeah, if we'd have had the very first pick, he fit a need. He definitely fit a need. I mean, our our team got better by picking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna come in a little hot here. <laughs> Go ahead, Spice. <laughs> um, and 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 really, I'm coming in hot because I think um, the Jaguars and Jets uh, franchises really let me down. 
<laughs> really let me down. As a as a you know pseudo half more than half my life Jet fan, that's what the Jets do. They let people down. <laughs> well, I'm not you know in any way connected to them like that. I'll just say that the idea that they were going to protect their young quarterbacks was just front and foremost in my mind. And I just could not get around the thought process that they were going to pick a left tackle first and second or first, whatever, whatever the Jets were. I don't remember, fourth or something fourth. like that. Yeah. So first and fourth and that we were going to be left with, you know, basically Charles Cross or picking the best of the quarterbacks, right. you know, there. Because, you know, frankly, as a Panthers fan and, as a, and really as a Malik Willis fan, you know, uh, I really thought that the question was going to come down to, for us, you know, is it going to be Charles Cross or the best of the quarterbacks? And I think that would have been a, a, a more difficult choice for the Panthers franchise than it was to have all three left tackles still available. That was a scenario I never envisioned yeah. coming into the draft. Never envisioned. I really thought you've got... Trevor Lawrence with the you know with the Jaguars. You've got uh, Zach Wilson with the Jets. These guys are going to invest in these people that they've you know done a lot to pick you know over the last year. So the idea that they didn't do that was just astonishing to me. So you know again, this is like one of the first times the Jets didn't let me down. I felt like hey, they're doing their thing and justified why I left that fandom. And helped me out as a Panther fan. Yeah, so it's, so it's astounding how they pick. Well, you know, but but seeing that all three left tackles who were graded so highly and so highly thought of coming into this draft were still available, I did not have a prayer, even though I'm a huge Malik Willis fan, that we were going to pick Malik Willis at six. I mean, once I saw that happen, I was just like, crap. You know, I yeah. mean, there's... Because no matter, you know, anyway, that that's just my thought process there. So I, I, I was literally let down by two franchises that have nothing to do with the Panthers. And um, <laughs> and so we went with, uh, you know, our guy, Ikem Mikwanu. And um, I can't fault the, the pick. I, I'm a little hurt because I felt like, and we can get into this later, that Panthers could have made some moves later on to have still gone after Malik. And that would have been just like, you know, home run after home run for me to have gone you know, Iquanu and then Willis, but that didn't happen. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit more later, but um, yeah, I mean, you can't fault the pick there. I mean, literally I'm looking at our, and this is kind of the, the silver lining that I'm trying to take away is that I'm looking at our offensive line now. I'm going, mm, these guys are pretty damn good. I mean, we Moten, yep. Iquanu, you know, I mean, the guys that we picked up from free agency, we're going to be all right. Yeah. Now we're going to still have, you know, happy feet in the, uh, you know, at the quarterback <laughs> position in, in Darnold. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really have a lot of confidence there. Um, speaking to Will's whole run first, you know, motif, which I, I, I am picking up that that's what we're still somehow trying to do um, with a running back that's been injured most of the last two years. It's it's a little bit surprising that that would be our our, our strategy there, but uh, nonetheless, we're definitely vastly improved on the offensive line. I think for a lot of people who are Panthers fans, that would be a, a huge win for us coming in through the next from last year rather, 
And so, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to be mad about it. It's a little bit harder down the road, which, again, we'll discuss, you know, not catching Malik, you know, when we could have moved up about eight spots and seemingly got him. But, um, yeah, Iquanu, Charlotte guy, his family seems amazing. He seems to be a, a phenomenal athlete. I think he was a wrestler. I think he ran track. I mean, this he checks he so many boxes. He seems to have just an amazing temperament personality. Uh, the only knocks that I've seen on him is that he's like – extremely aggressive like even after the play <laughs> yeah. but that he's improved on that throughout the course of his time at NC State and so you know you'd rather you'd rather have a guy that you're going to have to like rein in than have to build up right you know having that that aggressive nature that I'm you know alpha mentality I'll take that on the left tackle so I'm not mad I'm a little mad yeah <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, overall, I think it was a decent draft for the, for the Panthers. Okay, you guys. So this year's draft was anything but typical. So what would you say is the biggest surprise of the draft So for you guys, for any of you? What's your opinions on that? I think I'll jump in here. I think I already touched on it with my um, thoughts on the, uh, the sixth pick for the Panthers. But, you know, just five defensive players being picked, you know, in, in the first five picks, I, I, I didn't see that coming so that's one of the reasons why as a Panthers fan I really thought there would be less options <laughs> available to us which was which would force us into more of a difficult decision about what to pick you know the idea of having like all three left tackles the top left tackles available available to us was just something I I never thought was going to be a possibility going into that so yeah I just five defensive players you know uh, amongst teams that have numerous first round picks even you know so uh we thought this was going to be a a wide receiver heavy draft and i think that's at least proven to be the case in the first round Uh, i've not paid a ton of attention in the second round but i don't know i mean all around it was just interesting bk what are your thoughts you know there's there were a lot of surprises in this draft uh truth be told Obviously, the fact that we had the options we had at six was a pleasant surprise, to say the least. I think we had we all had differing opinions about where the quarterbacks were, I think, in this draft. But I was surprised to see the free fall from Kenny Pickett down to the next group of quarterbacks picked. I was even surprised that Kenny Pickett went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought it might be Malik Willis. Totally agree. It was it was surprising just because and Adam, this is something you've said before that quarterback is a a key position and all all the experts have been saying that this is not a great quarterback class. I don't think that that's really in question. There are definitely guys who have skill sets who could surprise us who could become very, very good quarterbacks, but the fact that there were, you know, in the past couple of years, we've had so many quarterbacks picked at the top. But in this case, we had one picked at 20, and then it was basically a free fall to, mm-hmm. to the third round. And, and Adam, I agree with something you said that I actually I, I was not keen on taking Willis at six. I think he has the best um, skill set amongst the quarterbacks in this draft. It would have been a really amazing thing if we could have jumped and picked him up and still gotten what we got in the first round. So that was just so surprising to me that come, you know, 
third round, we were still thinking we could still get a top quarterback because I I assumed, especially with how many picks we had in this draft and, you know, going originally going into the draft, we had the first round pick and then not until the fourth. And I know we moved up, but the fact that there was even a question that we could move up and get someone in the third round was really surprising. Again, just because of how important the quarterback position is, even in light of all the information and all the experts saying this wasn't the best quarterback class, it was still surprising to see so few taken towards the top. Will, what do you think? Uh, biggest surprise, uh, the kid that announced the Giants pick at five, the Make-A-Wish kid, he he started <laughs> started out with <laughs> the, the New York football Giants. <laughs> now, now, Will, I'm going to have to step in here. As a native New Yorker, that's a thing. The New York football Giants is a thing because back in the day – what is now the San Francisco Giants in Major League Baseball played baseball in New York, and they were also the New York Giants. So there was the New York football Giants and a baseball team that was also the New York Giants. Now they left, but there is still a strong group of people, a.k.a. New York Giants fans, who like to call themselves the New York football Giants. Yeah, but but the idea that a Make-A-Wish kid could drop the F-bomb <laughs> yeah. in the, uh, the draft. That was definitely his real dream, but I think. he uh, pulled back at the last <laughs> second. The New York <laughs> football Giants. Now, was, recently, the New York football Giants might be wanting to call themselves some other words that iteration similar yeah, to yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah so that's funny that, that kid was funny. hype he was hype he yeah. was hype. he was hype. i liked that kid yeah i really did my biggest surprise of the draft there are plenty plenty uh, but i think the biggest surprise for me was when matt rule was not wearing a smock and he was actually in a suit <laughs> <laughs> And the suit fit him, too. He looked good. He looked so handsome. Somebody told him about the podcast. I mean, yeah. Matt Rule, you looked really good. You brought it. Bro, you're getting clowned by, like, the 59th best, uh, you know, Panthers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only 59. <laughs> 60. We're better than one. Okay, well, be probably, probably. But anyway, yeah. so. You know, I... I will throw this out there as a former Jets fan and the fact that we've talked about the Jets a little bit. One thing that I heard uh, early on, and I know the Jets had a ton of picks towards the top of the draft, but do y'all know that they actually got the number one wide receiver, the number one cornerback, and the number one running back in yeah, the draft? Yeah, no. As much That's as I was kind of crazy. As much no, as I was like crazy. down on them for like putting the Panthers in the position of having to take the best left tackle. Um, you know, they actually did really, really well with their draft picks. I, I had, I had already been looking at some of the analysis on that. So yeah, the, the other sad thing about that is that like, they're trying to put themselves in a better position to like be better than the Panthers. And I'm a little, I'm jealous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be the Jets, but I also no, yeah. would I, I'm jealous of the draft picks that they've gotten. So. Yeah, that's I mean it's pretty impressive, and I mean some of the other teams that had two picks up top did a, a fine job picking quality picks. I mean, you this know, the Giants, yeah, nailing their two picks in the first round. I just want to be the front office, and I feel like you know if anybody important in Pantherland is listening out there, you know, <laughs> put me 
in the front office and let me help get 10 first round picks and we will change that franchise. You know, <laughs> um, just <laughs> 2024, we're coming through. It's going to be like one, three, seven, nine, 11, four. You know, I'm just we saying crush if, we, if we get all of those players, it's going to be tough in terms of salary cap to sign them all. But um, we'll make it happen. We'll be a better team. That's all I'm saying. You know, just that's that's my dream. <laughs> so, so as everyone knows, one of the biggest moves the Panthers made was uh, trading up into the third round to get a quarterback. We we moved up. We we traded our fourth round pick and our third round pick next year, and we moved up into the third round and snatched Ole Miss's quarterback Matt Corral. Will, what you think about Matt Corral as our next quarterback? I don't have anything to say about Matt Corral, the player. I, I think I heard his name being mentioned most often along with Pickett and Willis, so I feel like he's probably one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft. Um, I was excited to see that we had picked him. I think it was good value. You know, I, I think it's great to have somebody to... Uh, compete with Sam Darnold. Uh, I can't imagine he would be much worse. You know, you have to temper expectations with any third round quarterback. Um, he could be, uh, well, I, I don't think he's going to be as bad as Will Greer. Um, but it'll be, I, I mean, I, I like the way the first two picks fell. I think it was great. You know, you, you have to, you have to take shots to get your franchise quarterback. I, I think, you know, sometimes you can luck out and find a, a really great one. In in the later rounds, I mean, the chances, the the odds are low, but they're better if you pick quarterbacks in in those rounds. So I, I like Fitter's philosophy there, um, and you know we'll see how it pans out. But it, I think it was a solid pick. As far as Matt Corral, I re- he really wasn't on my radar as much, but I had heard about him going into the draft because, like Adam, I was kind of laser focused on Malik Willis, but that being said, I went back and looked into it after the fact and. When I looked into it and started saying, I looked at the YouTube video that Chris Sims did on him a while back, think, saying that he was uh, his number one pick. He was the best quarterback in the draft. And it's very encouraging because he talked about the quickest release time. He had the quickest release time of any quarterback he's seen in years. And I think that's a great thing. That's something we haven't had. So that'll be new for the Panthers. And, of course, when I think quick release, I think Tom Brady. So that's obviously important. Um and he's, uh, he said he thought he was a lot faster than either Pickett or Willis. He, he's not, he's, he's not quite, he's, he's really good. They said they, he does a lot in, of the um, RPO in the system at Ole Miss where he was, and he's excellent at that. Um, and they talked about some of his weaknesses and, and he needs, but he has everything there. It just needs to be put all together. Talked about how he would throw the football so quickly um, you and it would he wouldn't come back really far with his arm just a real quick release but it, he would throw perfect spirals and all that um, I think they did it was also mentioned that his um, deep balls were not quite as accurate as some of the others but that that was something that could be worked on he he was going through what he thought some of the problems might be with that and and that they were things that he thought were very fixable yeah, I think it's it's tough for someone like me who really kind of fell in love with the whole Malik Willis train. I thought he was the best quarterback out of the group that was coming out this year. I had made that known on a number of different levels. Um, 
you know, and and also I'm a little bitter because as I looked at it, Tennessee took Willis eight picks above where we mm-hmm. took Corral. And, you know, I think I had texted you all, you know, sell the farm in the second round to get Willis because I just felt like, you know, if we had come out of the uh, the draft having gotten Quanu and Willis, I would have felt like we had killed it. Uh, we obviously had other needs. I'm not sure exactly where some of these other guys are going to land in terms of fulfilling those. It seems like on the basis of the things we've done thus far, it looks like we're trying to address those needs. But um, in the abstract, coming out of the draft with Corral, given where I had seen him be rated amongst the the quarterbacks that were coming out this year, and Iquanu, I would I would have said that's a good draft for us. Um, seeing where things were kind of heading, having Willis, Corral, Ritter fall into the third round, I, I was getting my hopes up a little bit that we were going to kind of do whatever we needed to do to get Willis because I, I still feel like he's got the highest upside. I'm hopeful that people like Chris Sims, who know a lot more about quarterbacks than I do, are are going to prove out to be right in that uh, Corral is going to turn out to be a very good quarterback for us and that we will have lucked up in the third round to have gotten him. Um, I'm a little skeptical just you know, given the bias that I'm admittedly bringing into this. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen a number of good things in him. The quick release was always one of those things. And we were at his pro day. We are at Pickett's pro day. We are at Willis's pro day in, in, big, in a big way, you know, and, and for the other guys, we really weren't there. So, um, you know, had a few representatives. But I'm thinking he, he was definitely one of the top three guys and to – to have picked him up uh, in the third round and also got Iquanu, you know, it seems like we we did better than I probably would have predicted we would have done going into the draft. But uh, still just thinking about that kid, Willis, and thinking it's going to be interesting to see what he's going to do with the Titans. And, um, you know, is, is he going to be the, the next Mahomes, the next Allen, you know, one of these guys that we're going to look at and go, oh. Yeah, I mean, because I also look back at Mahomes. You know, I think he was drafted like 14th or 15th. I think it was 15th. Yeah, the year that he came out. There's no question that, you know, looking back, anybody would have been a fool not to have taken him as number one or at any point in time that that pick came up. So it's difficult to say, but um, I hope, I hope for the sake of the Panthers uh, that I'm proven wrong and, and that um, we're going to be happy that this. This played out the way that it did at this point in time. It's a little, it's a little soon for me. So, <laughs> I, I think overall getting Corral in the third round is probably a bargain get. Also, at the very <clears throat> bottom of the third round, right? Yeah, yeah. I, he was expected to be, you know, a second rounder at the latest, maybe even a first rounder. So to get someone like that in the third round is is a good thing. My concern is just what it's always been about this entire quarterback class. You know, the third best quarterback or the second best quarterback or the first best quarterback in this draft may not be as good as the first, second, or third best quarterback next year. Right. Um, and, and I know that, you know, there are all kinds of questions about that, but getting him in the third round is a bonus. Um, but does, I just it doesn't don't, feel like a reach there, though, does it? Doesn't it doesn't feel like a reach at three. Now, Malik Willis wouldn't certainly wouldn't have felt like a reach at, in the third round or even the second round, I think, to right. be fair. Um, at six, I felt like they were all a reach. So I think we were smart in making the decision we made at six. But could we have moved up a little bit earlier, to your point, Adam, and gotten Willis eight picks earlier? Maybe smarter. 
But, you know, my hope is that he does well. I don't believe he's going to be the franchise quarterback that maybe we're hoping he's going to be. And certainly I... Which about Corral or Corral? Okay. Corral. I don't know that any of them. I don't know that any quarterback in this right. draft is going to be a franchise quarterback, right. and I don't. I don't think that that's crazy to say. But at the same time, I'm certainly not an NFL quarterback analyst. I just don't get the feeling from any of them that I don't get the feeling like I got when Cam Newton was in front of us. Exactly. You know when it was like we have to get that guy, and so my hope is. That Sam Darnold comes in this season and he leaves at the end of next season and it doesn't hamper us from if we don't have a great season, maybe pursuing someone next year who could be even better than Corral. And maybe Corral will be better than I had hoped. I hope I'm wrong. I hope maybe he could be a franchise guy. I think the Panthers have made some really smart moves in this draft that have bolstered areas that we needed help in. But I didn't have a lot of expectations from the quarterbacks in this class to get one in the third round. I think is it's a good risk. It's it's a good, yeah. you know, I think in the last podcast, one of my concerns was taking someone in the sixth round when you don't have the number of picks, you know, that most teams have in a draft is a real risk. You mean at six pick? Yeah, yeah at yeah. number six. Taking yeah. someone at number six when you don't have a second and a third. You, we didn't have picks in every single round. It, you know, it was just too much of a risk. It could have a high upside, but it, it could have could. a very low right. If you miss and yeah. you miss and don't have another pick, I mean, you just you just put yourself in a bad spot. So, hopefully, I'm wrong, and maybe Corral will be fantastic. Hopefully, he will challenge Darnold in preseason, or at least as the season gets going. We'll see. I I don't think it was the worst pick. Um, and and I think a lot of the um, experts by that I mean people such like Greg Olson, Steve Smith, or other people I've heard talking in the business. And and I kind of agree with what they say. If you can't fix that offensive line, there's no quarterback that's going to do well. Yeah. It, it just, you could put Tom Brady back there, and, of course, he's going to do better than Sam Darnold, but he's right. not going to be as effective as he is, you know. Behind right a now. good line. Right. And yeah. so I think that it, it probably is important to get that fixed first. And I'll, I'll say this. The one thing that I'm real happy about, well, I mean, there's there's a uh, there's multiple things that I'm happy about getting Corral here the way that we did. Um, it's not as happy as I would have been if we'd gotten Willis. I would be on you know cloud nine, so to, so to speak. But you know, it prevents us from having to make a play for uh, Baker Mayfield, and that was really some talk that was starting to heat up. I think there was some pressure on the Panthers, just you know, maybe start to move some of those draft picks that they had. In those later rounds, it felt like, you know, they were expendable if we could have pulled somebody in. Baker, uh, I don't know what, what's going to happen with him. I don't know, you know, if he's going to be the guy of 2020 or the guy of 2021 moving forward. Obviously, if you're a team that's picking him up, you're hoping for the 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 former rather than the latter. But um, I think this is a safer play, picking up Corral. He's a guy that's got talent. He's a guy that's... Um, by some measure, the best, you know, second best, whatever you want to say of the group that's coming out. It's low risk in terms of, you know, we're not taking on a, a, another quarterback's um, high salary as we would likely be doing in the Mayfield situation, which 
Will had pointed out in text and I think in conversation that, you know, we'd likely have to be picking up his fifth year option, which we just did with Darnold, which is not a great thing, you know, just as part of the the whole business there. So that's not happening, you know, and so if he's not developing, we do have the option of picking up another quarterback next year. And we've got a very solid offensive line just coming out of, you know, this free agency, Bozeman, um, just, I think we're in a much better position to, if we have to pick up another quarterback next year, kind of in the, the, um, way that fitters kind of talked about it, you know, just get one, pick one. And so you get the right one, so to speak. And, um, just, just hoping that this is all going to work out. I'm not sold on it yet. Uh, the way that I think that I would have been if it was Willis as opposed to, um, Corral, but, um, I'm hopeful. And, uh, you know, I do feel like the, the pick at six was just, um, yeah, it, it, nobody, I, I'm hopeful that nobody in the future is going to look back and say that, you know, picking up Iquanu was not a great, a great pick for us. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that's a good point, Adam. I think, I really believed going into the draft that we were going to make a play at Baker Mayfield just because I, I really thought the quarterback situation was going to play out differently in the draft and that we really weren't going to have anything available to us within reason. Yeah. But the, the downside to someone like Baker Mayfield was what were we going to have to give up? And yeah. the good news is so far, you know, other than free agents that we haven't re-signed, we really haven't had to give up any of the the big players that we have you know we haven't had to get rid of a brian burns or you know something like that that really would have hurt because you know you give up someone like that for a baker mayfield is it worth it i don't know definitely not but you know or even future draft picks that are pretty high baker wasn't so long ago the number one pick yeah you know we would have had to give up future first round picks or future first second Addition, multiple first round picks. I don't know. I hope not. I mean, I, I heard people saying that the best um, thing that could have come out of the draft or the best bargain that could have come out of the draft, speaking of specific analysts, was that, you know, somebody would procure Mayfield for a fourth round pick. And I think that's kind of where it had gotten to because of the fact that, you know, Deshaun, you know, it's just it's a throwaway for Cleveland at this point. He's on the roster. He's He's got money owed to him. They're just trying to figure out what's going to work, but nonetheless, I mean, we've got we've we've answered the bell on that, and we don't have to make an unreasonable play for Baker Mayfield at this point, having Corral there. And so, I think you know, all things considered, as difficult as it is for me to say this, I think we are in a better position probably than I thought we were going to be coming out of this draft. And um, gosh. Come yeah. on, Panthers. Come on, please. Yeah. Do something. So Do something. so in the in the later rounds, not to ignore the later rounds, because there can certainly be some some quality players obtained later. We did pick up uh Brandon Smith from Penn State, an inside linebacker, um, Amari Barno from Virginia Tech, an yeah, outside Barno. or an outside linebacker. Um, we also picked up a guard from Tennessee and then another cornerback from Baylor in Cade Maines and Kalen Barnes. So Panthers addressed some issues in this draft. I think that's important. Um, I, you know, I'll be honest, it's hard for me to give much assessment on some of the later round picks. I, I love college football and I, lo- I love watching college football, but my in-depth analysis of some of the players as you get down the line is is not great. Well, I will say that um, 
Brandon Smith, I heard him do a few interviews, um, and he did interviews before. So he was he was on the radar. He was making headlines, and um, I liked the way he talked. I liked the things he had to say. I liked his enthusiasm, and I heard him on the serious NFL station on the way over and he was talking about you know they were talking about what what did it feel like when you got the call and all that and he was talking about he was just his family was so excited he was crying and everything and it just felt great and he was so glad it was the Panthers so he really did seem excited about that and he, being Penn State he comes from a good heritage for linebackers you know for sure so for sure yeah, no, I think he's got good numbers, and I think that he is a hopeful plug-and-play kind of guy. Um, you know, he's he's big. He's 6'3", 250 is a linebacker. That's big. Ran uh, a, a 4, 5'2", in the 40. And, you know, we, we've definitely got a need to either develop the next linebacker at the position or to have a guy that can come in and just – sub it in play so he sounds like he's going to fill those roles there i mean maybe we'll luck out there and um there in the fourth round and get some guy that that can really come in and play develop and be a a starter and a guy that we can develop around or or that can develop around the guys that are already there so linebacker was definitely a need coming into the draft and so it makes sense that we would try to move up and grab a guy that we felt like was going to improve the position, improve the depth there. So I'm not mad about that at all, you know, as a fourth round pick and continue to speak to Fitterer. We've been um, complimentary of him, you know, in the last couple of podcasts, just seeing what he's done previously. And it seems like he's still trying to, as a general manager, general manager, get in there and like, make moves that are going to, going to improve the team. So I'm hopeful that that proves out to be the case. Um, you know, kind of what I've understood his philosophy to be, you know, it's just like continue in every draft to kind of create the most competition at every position, create the most players at every position, and over time develop a core group of players that are ultimately going to allow you to be the most competitive team. And I think – and you know there's still this script is yet to be written here but i think that's continuing to be the case with what he's doing in the draft so i think what's notable is that he he likes to pick freak athletes in the later rounds um just insane like kind of off the charts measurables but are raw prospects and i i've I really like that as a strategy. Uh, you know, most of those late round picks are, are lottery tickets anyway, so go with the most athletic guys you can find and hope that you can coach them up. Um, I think that's a really solid philosophy, and I, I, I think Fitterer has drafted well the last two years, all things considered. Even though I know we didn't get what we wanted in the first rounds these last two years, maybe, yeah, maybe no. he knows better. No, I'm, I'm hopeful that's the case. But six three, two fifty, and four five at the forty—it's hard to argue with those numbers. And um, that's pretty scary. Yeah. So there, there are people that obviously know more than I do at football. Uh, well, maybe doubt uh, a few. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so in addition to the first, third, and fourth round picks that we covered, we did pick up two in the sixth round as well as one in the seventh. We um, added to the O-line with Cade Mays. We added a linebacker out of Virginia Tech. And then we also added a cornerback. And, Will, to your 
comment, it does sound like we really added to the athleticism and that the Panthers were really going for players who, you know, may not be headliners, but folks who brought athleticism, which is the thing you can never coach, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, BK, to that point, you know, I, I've not done the research on these guys, but uh, I'm looking at some of the reports there. And, you know, Amari Barno, this guy, he's uh, he's ran the 40 in 4.3 seconds. He's six foot four, 246. You know, there's a, like to, a lot to like about that guy as a linebacker. Also talking about Cade Mays, offensive line. We know we needed to do some things there to at least create depth. Um, obviously been a focus here in the draft. This guy, he's 6'5", 3'11". Looks like he's played five different positions in college, including center. Uh, you know, he's he's obviously versatile. A guy that we're going to be able, be able to hopefully plug and play, uh, depending on depth challenges that we may or may not have. We definitely had them last year. So this guy looks to be in like a nice pick there. And then, you know, Kalon Barnes at 242. Um, seems like he's a great value pick there unbelievably ran the 40 in 4.23 seconds at the combine as a freaking cornerback so yeah and you know one thing i've noted about that apparently no defensive back has ever run a faster 40 than him so when you talk about athleticism i mean you know that's where if you make a mistake at least there's some recovery yeah i mean to will's point you know fitterer is drafting freak athletes i think this speaks to that whole motif Hopefully that will prove out to be right. I mean, I, I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, overall, I don't know, man. I'm still out there kind of in a <laughs> I know, question mark I know you face. still want Malik, but, you know, going in with what we had and the picks that we had, Fitterer did a job. Yeah, he did. He did his job this week. And I'm hopeful that it will lead to different results come the fall, that maybe we'll get some more W's. And heck, if not, there's some great quarterbacks next year. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, all I'll say this is that, you know, at least on paper, the thing that we'll have to admit is that, like, the whole offensive line cannot be a excuse for Darnold it going into, be. you know, the following this year. Is true. So This is true. Um, the improvements we've made, I think we're at least a mid-tier to not a, you know, upper third offensive line. On paper, I realize everything's different. Sure. You know, once – once the uh, the snap start, but um, yeah, I mean we're we're definitely improved in that area, and uh, I'm hopeful that things prove out. So I'm just a question for you guys. I, I was a little surprised. I think we talked about this earlier, BK, with, with this being such a good, uh, supposedly good uh, wide receiver class. We didn't take any wide receivers, and I can't even think of anybody but DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I guess we have Zilstra. Who else? Terrace. Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall. That's true. I forgot about him. You know, and, and the other thing gonna... is, you know, we and 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 Shy Smith. Shy Smith. Everyone. Maybe. 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 <laughs> well, I said I made sure to say it the correct way because I kept saying She Smith, and you said she gonna be mad. She was mad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, part of the other thing, one of the reasons I really thought we were making a play at Baker was we made a lot of cap room and haven't yeah. done anything with it, so we right. still have room that we could do things. There are still some pretty legit wide receivers out there. There, there are things that weren't addressed necessarily through the draft where we still have room to make changes. And maybe with the additions we've made through the draft, players might want to come on board and see we're serious about making some changes. So 
I'm hopeful that we still have room for improvement. One one thing I saw that was interesting, I saw Icky say that uh, he always tried to get Christian McCaffrey on his fantasy football team, and now it's just wild that he's going to be on the same real-life team with them, and you know they're going to be making things happen. So. Yeah, you know, awesome. to those points, though, BK, and, and I'm hoping that this works out in the way that we would all, as Panthers fans, kind of dream that it would, is that you know we created cap room, and the idea was that I'm assuming – we would have to do something big on the quarterback level in free agency or the left tackle level in free agency. And I think we've checked those boxes in the draft. And and admittedly, as I've said, it wasn't the box that I was hoping we were going to check in terms of corral or coral, whatever we're saying. But, um, you know, in, in terms of left tackle, I don't think we've got to check a box anymore. And nope. um, in terms of a, backup or even competing starting quarterback not a box we need to check anymore so you know we've got a lot of cap room to then probably do some things next year i mean because that tends to roll over right it's not like we're going going to i i know it's not like dollar for dollar we're going to get that credit next year but it's not like we've sapped up a lot of cap room that then we yeah. have to carry over in the next year that we, then we have to account for. So Sam Darnold's gone next year. So that 18 sure. million hit is gone. It's gone. It's gone. So then now we've got some room to do some things. So right. whether it is whatever it's going to be, it's likely not going to be on huge left tackles because we've hopefully checked that box with Iquanu. And maybe if we had to do something big in free agency on the quarterback level, I would feel better about where we would be in terms of cap space. If we don't, we just take another swing in terms of the draft, in terms of a QB. I'm feeling good, too, about the other positions that we can fill out on the team because we've got the cap room. You know, we've, we've taken ta- we've taken care of DJ. Um, you know, we've taken care of some key guys on we the team. We lock Burns up next year. We, we can lock, lock Burns him up to up, a long-term you know? thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling positive about this going forward. And yeah. It doesn't seem so bleak today. It doesn't it seem so bleak. Just a few weeks ago, even. Yeah. God, if we'd have moved up eight spaces, that's <laughs> going to be... It's going to be okay, Spice. It's going to be the thing that like really gets me. Because if he turns out to be the guy that I think he's going to be, I'm just... For 15 years as the Panthers fan, I'm just going to be... I've never been locked in on a, on a draft pick like I've been locked in on him. I've never been. I don't know about that. I, no, I, I wasn't. I mean, I, I can tell you. He was hype on Justin Fields. Justin Fields. He was Leonard hyped Fournette. On Ju- oh, no. Leonard Fournette. Oh, he was hyped on Leonard okay. Fournette. All right. Yes. He won Leonard the Fournette instead of Christian The waterfall is raging right now. No. Yeah. Leonard Fournette, he was hyped on. That's true. And I'm wondering, I, I look back at that and I go, like, was I right or was I wrong? I'm not sure. You're wrong. <laughs> he's played in a lot more games than McCaffrey has. He's played in a lot more. Yeah, he's been really he's good not, with the books too. He has he's been, not as productive game for game. I will agree with I that. I will take Christian McCaffrey any day. I, mean, I don't want a guy that plays three games a, a year though. Well, nobody does, but you can't. Like, That's a tough call, but as of recent years, I would rather have Lenny. Leonard, yeah. Early years, I wanted Christian. I mean, yeah. it seemed like, yeah, it just seemed like oh my God, we had made such a great decision in getting christian but then in the last two years you have a that's but, a, and that's one thing though you can never predict is how these players are going to get injured no mel you can't but and i think part of the reason he got injured is because we just overplayed him well yeah he was the panthers Probably. only player yeah he was the, the only player for so long so. he did everything all right guys well you've heard it you've seen it 
you felt it. That's the 2022 NFL Draft. Eeyore is not Eeyore today. The sun is at least shining on Panther Nation. And as always, keep pounding. pounding.